This week, the Bamfcast delves into the depths of shock. We take two in the drink, and this one stinks. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the Bamfcast. Hey, episode 58. 58. That's and swell. Yes, it, it is. is. It is totally swell. It's super swell. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm the Swell Beach. And what we do each and every episode of the Banffcast is we delve the depths of the shitty movie universe. Uh-huh. And we dig up a gym. We polish it off. And then we watch it. Then we come in here and we talk about said polished piece of shit. And then, uh, then we come in here and talk about it for about half an hour. Then we rate said piece of shit. One, two, five jocks if it's a good piece of shit. After robot jocks. The best piece of shit. Yes, the best piece of shit. The shit above all other shits. And uh, if it goes in the other direction, just plain bad, bad, then it gets one to five bags. As in douchebags. Douche. As in Twilight. Oh. The worst shit of all shits. The Indeed. shittiest shit to ever shit a shit. So, the exactly. gold standard by which we judge all yes. other shit. So, uh, guess, proving that you can polish a turd. Mm-hmm. So this week, uh, keeping with our horror theme of, of Rocktober... Um, we decided to eschew the 1988-ish era that we, we like to we like to hover in, and we not only did we go a little bit older, but we went something non-MGM. So amazingly just, enough, this one was from how is this not by MGM? Topics, I think. Uh, sure, some company, but the only thing that scared me about this one is it's from 1977, the same year as Deathbed, which kind of inadvertently kicked off our Halloween month. Uh, and this one is Shockwaves, which Ooh. is available on Netflix Instant, which is where we found it. And the description is pretty much what sold us on it, much like uh, Scarecrow's sold. last week. Sold Zopix. me instantly. Yeah. Zopix. So, uh, but we get that synopsis out of the way. Why don't you take care of that, Harlow? This horror movie concerns a shipwrecked yachting party. Rose and her fellow yacht mates, including the captain, run aground on an island when they hit an odd-looking freighter. Once beached. They meet up with the aging SS commander who had been in charge of a crew of zombies. So, yeah, basically, shockwaves, Nazi, Nazi zombies. zombies. How can you go wrong? You can't. I submit that you can't. So mm. this uh, this little gem, mm. like I said, 1977, uh, I would say briefly stars John Carradine as the salty old sea captain. Nah. Um, the angry old sea captain. And also Peter Cushing, who made another tiny movie the same year. Um, what was uh, it? Something that... I don't um, know. It was an S and a W, because we had shock waves, mm-hmm. and then it was... Um, Shore Wars. S- Star Wars. Star, Star Wars. Oh. See, so it kind of rhymes. Right. Oh, okay. I like see Like Stars, that. Wars. Never heard Star right. Wars. Okay. But yeah. anyway, so he Apparently plays, he was in that also. Yeah. So... Uh, Not as big a role. No. In that one. <laughs> no. No, this really was his uh Yeah. This was his opus. Yes, this was yeah. his magnum this was opus. Mr. Cushion's opus. Yep. But yeah, he plays the SS commander in question and uh kind of living on this island all by himself. Chilling in a beat up old hotel. Hotel. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We have our our raggedy bunch of castaways, mm-hmm. basically. So sit right back. Yeah, in we here we, we never really get any exposition that says why these people are on the boat in the first place. They're on the boat to have fun. Fuck They're, land. It's a it's a, uh, it's a <laughs> yeah, diving. Why not? It's a diving yeah. expedition. 
Is it? going around diving. Yeah, they kind okay. of briefly touched on that. All right, that works. Yeah. I guess I eh. wasn't paying attention. They did say something about it being a diving boat, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. so, yeah. And, and she was diving. Just, yeah, she, well, she was like, she wasn't scuba diving. Helpful was, tip before we get too far into this, people. Don't go on chartered diving boats. Ever. I don't care how reputable they look. Bad shit happens. Nothing good ever comes no. from this. Are you specifically referencing something? Oh, this. Well, yeah, this. Uh, what was obviously. that? Deep Water, which was based on a true story. Ah, yeah. About the couple that, you know, they miscounted and the boat took off and they're like, fuck, sharks. Fuck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just bad shit happens. Well, like Gilligan's Island sailors. was just You a, can't trust these people. Yeah. Even Gilligan's Island was just a fucking three-hour tour that turned into exactly. like 12 seasons of Harlem Globetrotters. Right. Yeah. Hilarity. Why exactly. the fuck did the house have that much luggage? But anyway. You never know when anyway. you'll need it, lovey. So yeah, so, so, they, movie. so they've got the captain. They got like the first mate. This captain is awesome. Who looks like uh, yeah, the captain's the best captain. Yeah, to by ever far the best guy in the movie. Yeah, John Carradine. If you don't know David Carradine's dad, old guy, grapes of wrath, mm-hmm. been around a long time. Angry old man. Angry, salty. He's like you're supposed to be navigating. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, don't don't hate navigate. No, um, <laughs> don't hate navigate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, was it don't think navigate? I think so. Yeah. No, dink. Yeah, Not every okay. time the first mate who looked suspiciously like John Schneider at certain points, yeah. and plus a plus an awesome. He basically had the seventies. Yeah, he had the seventies stash. Mm-hmm. He had the seventies feathered hair. Yeah. Oh, that hair was beautiful. It was that amazing. man totally looked like he knew how to party. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He was always looking to party, man. Oh yeah, Be yeah. A lot cooler he, if he did. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's the first mate, and all he does is get yelled at by the captain. Yeah, pretty much. Um, then they got the cook, who's just like. Crusty old drunk. Yeah. That's that's about his role. Dobbs. 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 And then they got the uh the annoying used car salesman and his wife. Oh fucking where he's Norman. A, yeah, I love that it, early on in the movie he's just like, We're gonna mutiny, we're gonna take over this boat. And yeah, they're like, like and, five and, minutes and the in. other two people on the you know, the other like, I don't know, are they a couple? Were they was it established him, him that Charlie Rose or whoever? Oh, I don't know. I don't no. think no. I no. think they were just independent. They just happened to be on the same. They just happen to be the two fit people. Okay. But yeah, but anyway, the other two people on the boat are like, dude, it's like, we're on a charter boat. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah He's I like, mean, I'm going to my room. I mean, Norman started this movie and we were sure we were giving the incident award very quickly from last week. I mean, this is not something we plan to do on a weekly basis. It's just mm-hmm. when a movie warrants it. But Norman was very much looking like he was going in that direction. Yeah. Like he was going to be the one that just lost his yeah. shit at some point. It turns out he just was annoying. Yeah. He was just an asshole. Yeah. He was just an asshole, Norman. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they set them up. They have them all on the boat. And then there's some point where, you know, they're all hanging out on the deck. And then the sun turns like a yellowish, orangish, like the whole screen. Yeah. Like it's like a weird uh-huh. yellow orange cast. And mm-hmm. then they show the shipwrecked boat underneath. Yeah. Kind of like, like an old sub. And I don't know. It, like, like the setup is just weird. In right. This. Oh, it's looked like it was extremely low budget. I oh mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they spent a long time not showing us any zombies. Yeah, they they took a little a long too long time. getting to the island and all that. I mean, I I understand yeah. that they were trying to establish this, this ragtag group. group, but they didn't do much of that. I mean, yeah. you kind of got everything you when needed. I kind of can't remember most of their names. Yeah. That's a problem. I kind of I kind of got all of them. honestly. I couldn't remember Rose, the main the main girl. I I yeah. don't remember her name ever said. So Rose, there was Rose, there was. Chuck, yeah, who was the uh, 
he was the chest Rockwell guy, right? Yeah. He kind of looked like a mm-hmm. cross between Tom Jones and... Uh, What's the chest J- Rockwell reference? John, John C. Riley and Boogie Nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked like a cross between Tom Jones and, and James Caan from like Godfather era. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah, he, he, he was terrible looking. And then Norman, who was like the annoying glasses, used car salesman guy. Yeah. And, and then, then I guess Keith was Keith was John Schneider. Sure. We'll go uh, like Keith was on 88 episodes of Flipper. By oh, the way. oh, that's why he was he used to swimming around. Yes. Beverly was Norman's wife. Right. Dobbs, the captain. And then she, she was the wet blanket to his annoying. I'm going to complain about everything. Mm-hmm. She, she just complained in a uh, more passive aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But either way, they were both very annoying. Yes. But yeah. So that that's your crew. Um, they wake up in the morning. Well, well, in the middle of the night, um, Keith Rose with- goes up to talk to Keith. Yeah. They apparently run into a boat that they don't see. Yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And the captain flips out. He's like, you were navigating, right? <laughs> you <laughs> dumb <laughs> fuck. <laughs> don't steer and navigate. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, he's like, what, we hit a ghost ship, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You son of a fuck. <laughs> and then, of course, he fires a flare and, oh, wait, there's the wreckage of the ship right next to him. Yep. And then... They, they swear they and then saw they're just floating. like yeah and then they just all go to bed and wake up and the captain's gone yep and the captain had been the only one who like seemed to know what the fuck he was doing that's too bad so then they there's an island there so let's go over to the island and so they get in this the world's smallest dinghy oh yeah that was terrible this this dinghy it's like it it's, not even, little dinghy. it's well, not even a little it's not even a it's just pretty like shitty yeah but this was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the smallest, shittiest boat ever. I Like, I wouldn't take that rowboat out on a flat, placid lake. I mean, much less the ocean. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was a complete piece of crap. Yeah. But yeah, they, they end up on the island. They're like, oh, what do we do? And then suddenly, as... And, and the weird thing is, too, the dinghy had a glass bottom on it. Yeah. That, it was like a big glass bottom panel. It was weird. I can only assume that that's something to do with the diving thing, like... I guess. You know... Ah, that could explain You know, it. like, you take that out to actually dive out or something and... Actually, it's there so they can show the dead captain when they... Yeah. <laughs> when they, when movies, they roll it, right over In him. movie terms, yes. <laughs> yeah. But logically, it may have been there for... Maybe maybe somebody wasn't too sure about diving, but they kind of wanted to see the reefs or whatever, mm-hmm. so they could sit in the dinghy and yeah. still see. But I just love how perfectly good boat. They all decide they're heading to the island. Yeah, it's like shouldn't someone stay with the boat? Nah. It's just me, but shouldn't someone stay with the boat? And shouldn't Norman not be bringing like three suitcases worth of luggage with him? He was the Howells. Yeah, but they're just going on the island. And a and dick. Yeah, it, it, I guess it was just to drill in the fact that he was just a complete asshole. Yeah. And he was not getting the Ensign Award. No. Not on my watch. No. But, not, uh, not ever. Yeah, not on so, Chuck's I mean, watch. They kind of all... Uh, what I mean, what exactly happens? They they, they get onto the island they and they... Co- they, they cover they, up the they, captain, you know. Yeah, they yeah. cover up the captain. Oh, that's like, right. Oh, fuck Ch- him, he's dead. That's right, Chuck... Climbs, climbs the the, ch- the palm tree and is looking around. Yeah. I, they never really explain why, other than he's just I'm he's gonna show scouting off, around. I'm going to show off how manly I am and climb this tree. Maybe get a coconut, a coconut. Though. Yeah, but he sees this. He, he, sees he wanted hotel. Rose to see how tight his nut hugger shorts were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did look like he was playing for the NBA about 1977. Yeah. <laughs> that always made that word nut nut hugger <laughs> always <laughs> makes me chuckle. <laughs> well, it should. It's a good word. Yeah. I'm going to give this the, somebody the nickname nut hugger so I can say it more often. <laughs> you could say nut thugger. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, what are you talking bad. about? You're like, haha, you're a nut hugger. <laughs> but anyway, so so yeah. So of course nobody nobody 
Did I just break you? Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, they, they Chuck, see, nobody can take Chuck. I couldn't take Chuck seriously throughout the movie because no. he walked around as nuffuggers the whole... He did. Friggin and this, like, <laughs> this kind of meshy tank top thing, yeah. too. It was just... Yeah. He was totally chest Rockwell. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he pretty much was. I could totally bench, like, 500 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, yeah so, so they so, they see the hotel off in the distance, and um, so of course they're like, "Hey, civilization, we're saved. Let's go!" And and it's just completely wrecked. Yeah, I mean, it's like so. No, we, it looks like nobody's been there in twenty years. Yeah, so we, again, we get about ten minutes of them wandering through the hotel, looking for anything useful, and oh look, there's this. Oh look, there's that. And I think they, I think this is where we get our first like shot or two of zombies in the water, where we don't see the whole thing. We just is that right? Right about that time? Yeah, yes. they start. Yeah, they, they start, start walking around under underwater. underneath the boat. Yeah, and Rise we were we were all bummed grave. they did not goose step no, their way out of the anything because really not a single fucking goose step. Nope. Well, they're they, fucking Nazis. Come they on, they barely ever come out of the water. Yeah, they like they that, that's love the, the water. Yeah, <laughs> they're aquatic Nazis. <laughs> they are. Well, didn't Peter? Didn't Peter Cushing kind of explain later on? They're like the Esther Williams of zombies. That they're <laughs> 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 nice. Uh, but yeah, he kind of explains that they, they were like they were like created so that they wouldn't have to worry about like yeah. like U boats that would never have to surface. Right. Basically, right. They basically they said that they they genetically made these zombies. You know, like they made Arctic ones, they made desert ones, they made aquatic ones. You mm-hmm. know, so they kind of all were specialty zombies, I guess. And yeah, well, well, they kind of established a bit of that in the very like the opening shot of the movie yeah. is. An or old maybe, like an yeah. old Nazi photograph, and they're just yeah. like the Ken slowly, Burns exposition. Yeah. Effect. yeah, they're doing the slow zoom. Yeah, you know the slow zoom out on it, and it's just the the guy who's like, You're they fought with their bare yeah. hands. Who was the one that no, they never caught any survivors? Or yeah, yeah. So they, they but captured it. What happens is the they 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 wander around this hotel, going, "Hey, this place is shitty, but kind of cool, and we got nothing better to do because our boat's stuck on the reef or something." And about yeah, about this time, an old Victrola starts playing a mm-hmm. a record and very very loudly, very loudly. I mean, I can very only loudly. I can only assume that it was reverberating somehow off this. There was no yeah. way that thing was making that much yeah, noise. So. Exactly. And so they all kind of wander out. And that's this is where I would like to bring up the reaction shots and the way these people generally behave through about ninety percent of this movie is very odd. Like they're all pretty nonchalant. For the most part, and mm-hmm. even some weird situations, yeah. and the record is no exception. They all just kind of wander out, like, huh? Well, when the captain's dead, they're just like, oh, oh. damn, yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, they're just kind of like they're, they're so nonchalant about yeah. it. They're like, oh well, I guess we better cover them up with a beach towel. Yeah, because that's going to stop the crabs and the seabirds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, so this thing starts playing, and then it winds down, and then Peter Cushing's unmistakable voice comes from off screen, and starts asking them yeah. questions why are you here yeah how many of you are there and all this stuff and eventually you kind of see him and uh, you know they run around they corner him and they kind of get a little bit of the story you know he spills the beans a little bit eventually yeah. about that he was the commander of this group of zombies and they're doomed basically well yeah he said like for some reason he says they had to sink the boat i don't quite remember what it i think what they were sinking was, what his explanation sinking was. the boat so that nobody would find him yeah yeah well, it, it, however it was, yeah, he basically well, said, yeah, they're down there. Why they woke up and came for him, nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. they were hungry. Yeah, but he's, and then he says, you leave or I'll kill you. Or maybe, this, the is, gun on maybe this was the only way they could actually stop him. I mean, how do you stop undead killing machines when you want them to stop? 
It's kind of like why we don't build Skynet. <laughs> you know, right. How do you turn it off? Blow yeah, it yeah. up, I guess. But yeah. But so they were hanging out on the bottom of the ocean for like thirty years. Sure. I just noticed the um on the the cover art for this, they actually worked the SS logo into the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the the lightning bolt S's and shockwaves. Yep. Yeah. Clever. That's why they called it shockwaves and not whatever else yeah. it was called. But but at this point, finally, the zombie Nazis start surfacing. Right. And they're all all got the blonde hair. And when we say surfacing. They do that a lot. Yeah, they come out of the water very, very, very often. Yeah, they pretty much pull that Martin Sheen at the end of Apocalypse Now thing about 20 or 30 times, that <laughs> slow rise. About every time they yeah. show up. And they're all wearing goggles. Yep. Is it goggles? <laughs> the goggle Nazis. So it was like, yeah, it was the invasion of the goggle Nazis. Yep. The that whole... would have been a much better title. Yeah, I, I, I do like how they filmed a lot of it to make it seem like there were a lot more of them. Because mm-hmm. they'd have a group that would surface in one area and then they'd kind of cut to a similar area and have more of them pop. Yeah, I'm the guessing the guys were just diving back under and yeah. swim back and pop yep. up again. Because, <laughs> yeah, at one point it, it was like, I was counting, like, it looked like there was probably about 20 of them. I mean, mm-hmm. that one shot where they're all coming up out of the water. And, yeah. But, yeah, I guess it was just guys doubling back and <laughs> re-pop up again, do it again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they do do some fun little tricks. Yeah. do do. They do do. <laughs> Poop. <laughs> Poop. Yeah, but uh, they, eventually they start Killing everyone, of course. Sure. Because they, they, everyone wakes up the next morning. They're like, ah, shit, we got to... Now what are we going to do? And the cook, for whatever reason, just decides he's going to wander out in the middle of... No, they asked nowhere. him to go get some cans. Apparently, they brought some food with them off the yeah. boat. Oh, so he was bringing the cans yeah. back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then he sees the his first goggle Nazi and mm-hmm. freaks well, out no, and no, starts no. backing up. Oh, my God. Yeah, he backs up, but he's taken his shoes off prior to this. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I guess they were just annoying him as he's... This is the part that didn't make any sense. Instead of like walking through the jungle or anything, he's wading through the... Everybody wades through the mangroves for yeah, whatever reason. It, it's kind of weird. I don't exactly know why. But Eight actors playing eight different zombies. Okay. It appears there are more, but it, they're, they're actually supposed to be eight. Okay. So at one point, he takes off his shoes. He's still walking through the water, and he sees the Nazi zombie, starts backing up, and... They kind of set this up a little bit, but there's huge, like, giant spiked sea urchins yeah. in the water. In, like, two feet of water. Yeah. And so he but steps yeah, on the water death urchins. Yeah. Never heard of those? Uh, the FDUs? Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. Well, they got him. Because <laughs> really? he, he backs up. Yes. Falls, yes. Very, it falls I'm face first totally into the freshwater. I can never freshwater. be sure when you're serious <laughs> or not. I know. I'm so good at that. Yes. He goes face first into the freshwater yeah. death urchins. <laughs> oh, is that what you said? Okay, fuck you. I wasn't actually... I didn't hear the death part. <laughs> I was like... I, all I heard was freshwater urchins. I'm like, okay, maybe those yeah, exist. FD, I didn't hear FDUs. the death part. The slow trickle of the stream passes by the freshwater death urchins, waiting for something to swim by to snack on. Freshwater death urchins were first discovered in 1935 by a Finnish meteorologist. <laughs> Named Dobbs? No, it was Hans Urchin. <laughs> Hans Urchin. Yeah. No, no. no Urchin's it's already Hans been dis- death urchin. <laughs> was his actual name. It's Duth Urchin. But, you know, in Our urchins were already named anyway. by 1935. Oh, were they? <laughs> yes. Anyway, the cool thing was, was, was it was just a weird coincidence. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> his last name happened to be Urchin. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just like, yeah. You know, like just like Oscar Mayer just happened to invent lunch meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, Dobbs buys it by Death Urchin. Right. 
to the to face. face. <laughs> That's freshwater death urchin. Death by death urchin. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Oh. Huh. Shit, I didn't have that in the pool. But <laughs> anyway, you so got yeah, it in the he, pool. They're, and they're all like, well, shit, where's Dobbs? So they go out, of course. The girl decides she's just going to go swimming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude does the backstroke. Backstrokes directly into him, but doesn't get hit by an urchin for whatever reason. Right. Well, yeah, we didn't point out that Rose is pretty much the token, like, run around mostly naked chick in this movie. Um, she spends 10 to 20 minutes of it in mm-hmm. her little teeny yellow bikini. No polka, polka dots, unfortunately. Boo. Yep. But, um, yeah, and then the rest of the movie, she's just running around, still wearing the bikini underneath her clothes, but she's, you know, constantly mm-hmm. busting out of it because she can't, doesn't have a top button, apparently. Of course. And, and um, yeah, so she goes out to lay in the sun slash swim in the... Who wants to swim in that monkey, yeah. monkey, nasty water? I don't know why, but, you know, everyone's like... Err. Fucking hippies. <laughs> that's all yeah, I'm say. I, see, but, that's just what I don't get. Like, like you were saying about their nonchalant behavior. There's creepy old guy. Yeah, who's like, you best leave this uh, this place. And they're just like, go oh, away. Shit, we better listen to him. Yeah, I think I'll go not. swimming instead. Totally. Yeah, there are no freshwater urchins, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed with that. I wish you weren't a liar. <laughs> <laughs> nice but yeah so uh yeah so she finds him they were like oh shit now i guess we gotta throw a beach towel over the cook <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. kind of running out of boat crew she, here. she, she does the uh, out of beach towels she, yeah she does the shower rape post rape scene for just yeah, a second she's, she's kind of sitting there rocking and <laughs> oh i was so attached to the cook yeah. guy all of his jaunty sea stories that he told yeah, us. Yeah, and that's dinner. when they go back and they find the Nazi commander and they're like, dude, what the fuck is going on here? And then he's like, oh, th- so. that's because that's they saw when, they They saw two of the yeah. Nazi zombies across the Yeah, because the guy's like, why don't we ask? Because they find an SS. He, he's yeah. holding like a. The, yeah, like the, the SS lightning bolt thing. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, oh, let's have a patch. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should ask them. And then they just kind of vanish. And yeah. So then they go back and yell at Peter Cushing and he's like, get the right. fuck out of my office and pulls a piece on him and. Pretty much. But first he tells them all the history of the Nazi zombies. And... So, yeah, so yeah. then, and then that's basically when everyone starts dying. Well, I, because they, what they do is they take a boat, sailboat, and they're like, we're going to get out of here. Well, I was just going to say, I like that, that at that point, when he's finally fesses up to being the SS commander guy, he goes from British accent to faux German accent. Mm-hmm. Like before that, he was totally properly British, you know, mm-hmm. no hint of German accent at all. And he's like, all right, you got me. Yeah. Fast the money. All right, you got me. <laughs> So ice dirty kraut. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so what were you saying about the sailboat? They get a well, yeah, they go, they get a sailboat that they're all gonna take back out to the boat, even though they really can't go anywhere, but he's yeah, better Peter, the boat. Peter than Cushing there. said that was his time on sprockets when you die. And they're all <laughs> like, Fuck. So they decide to leave. They get the uh they get the world's worst sailboat going. I mean the sail on this thing was like it was pretty terrible. Yeah, it was like an old T-shirt stretched <laughs> far enough to to be a sail, and then and then of course the Nazi zombies are like, "Shit, you cannot leave." I don't even know if that was less German than anything, not, but anyway, really. I, I can't do a German leave. accent. Sorry, you must go. Anyway, no. they're like, "You must return to the like, no. so we can kill you." They're like, nine, we come to kill you," and so then they just start nine. they just start grab you know trying to grab people and. They have to drag the boat off of a mud thing or something. There's a mud bank. So they God all got to put, yeah, they all, they all got to push the boat over the mud bank. And then for some reason, like everyone hops in the boat and then the uh, the older chick, what was her name? Beverly just 
can't get up. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, Norman's wife, Beverly. So she just kind of stands there, and then it's like, oh, Nazi zombies. And she just kind of stands there staring at him. So everybody but Rose hops off the boat to come grab her. Right. And then Rose is like, hey, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? What's going <laughs> that on? That was the best shot of the movie. As she turns around like, hey, hey. And then the wind shifts, and then the boom goes, wee. <laughs> well, the best part is like the zombies are right there. Everyone's yeah. trying to save her. And she's like, hey, guys, the boat's working. Yeah. Like, just so like awesome. that tone. She's like waving at him. She's like, <laughs> yeah, the sail's working. We she's like win. blissfully retarded or something. And I was like, <laughs> hey, 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 the boat. Well, I the boat's think, great. I think it's so amazing that I, I never once caught her name in the whole movie. And yet, right at that moment, I went, I feel like I'm flying, Jack. And her name was Rose. <laughs> Whack. Uh, yeah, so she falls out of the boat. Don't go on boats with chicks named Rose. And Keith is just like, you had one job yeah. to stay on the fucking boat. Yeah. So the boat sails away with nobody on it. And I'm like, wow, you guys are kind of back where you started, aren't you? <laughs> that boat takes the fuck oh, off. Yeah, it does. yeah, that boat. He, he tries to swim after it. And then, of course, this is what splits them all up mm-hmm. so that they can start getting killed. For good. And they just start running like helter-skelter oh, all yeah. over the fucking place. Yeah, poor Rose gets stuck with Norman. Mm-hmm. He's just like screaming for his wife. and yeah. Norman does and then, not turn around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah and, and, and Rose is trying Norman's to keep up with him. Norman's all elbows and, and assholes. Yeah, Norman is like... Yeah. Fuck, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm getting there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's, what, so that's a good way of putting it. He's just storming through, like storming, storming through Norman. mangroves. Yeah, storming Norman. <laughs> so oh, finally, he just outruns her. And she's just she's just like, fuck, I, I swam too much this morning or something. I can't keep up with you, man. So, of course, he gets separated. He's just kind of wandering around. And then he gets waist deep in water, which becomms a common common theme through the second half of this movie hey, all yes. these zombies yep. are popping up from so the then water. Across, I should then, go in water <laughs> so then the Martin Sheen scene you know well, once again oh, here come the goggles out of the water <laughs> goggles and blonde hair what could it be and this is yeah. the end. a Nazi zombie yeah the so, end of Norman yeah and then Norman he doesn't even like scream or anything he's just like oh and then he gets dunked yep yeah that was that was not a satisfying enough death for that that and yeah, hat. that guy really needed it. I should have worse. picked him up and torn him in half. God of, <laughs> yeah. like, God of War style. <laughs> uh, <laughs> zombie! But, no. they. Uh, so, he, he's dead. And then they cut back to, uh, to what's it, Beverly and Nuthugger. Nuth- and Nuthugger. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and then, of course... Denizen of the deep Nuthugger. Yeah. And, uh, he, of course, they find Norman. And he... And Chuck just gets really weird. Like his reactions to finding him are really weird. Like he gets kind of, he gets kind of weird panicky and she's just like, oh shit, my husband. Yeah. Damn. Damn. We Fuck. don't, we don't, have, we, hook up with yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have a beach towel, do we? <laughs> shit. So then, and then he just kind of like grabs her and like, he's running away. Like she's just ready to go. And he's kind of like acting like he's trying to convince her to go. It's really strange. Yeah. She just, she's just the way like, it all plays out. You know yeah. what? She, she had a $4 million life insurance policy. Uh, yeah. She's just in, she's in shock at this moment. Yeah. She is fucking she's rich. She's spending the money in her head. She is yeah. rich and she and doesn't then, have to deal with his annoying neurotic yeah. <laughs> used car salesman ass. Fair enough. I agree. Yeah. And then, uh, so then they show Keith just kind of like running back. Sees yeah. the zombie. He's like, shit. Oh, runs back, and then they cut back to everyone's in the house. And they're they like, all, all right, shit, we're back in the house. Yeah, and I think around this point, P- 
Peter Cushing decides he's just going to wander around the island for no reason. Yeah, he does. He wanders out to the beach a couple times, takes a look around, and yeah, and then, then he sees then he sees a pack of them that look at him and then just all sink at the same time. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Like they were on like, an escalator because he's <laughs> he, yeah he's yelling something in German. Yeah. and Then he's like halt, and then Achtung schnell. Yeah, halt, uh, and then Hogan. they just kind of then they just kind of vanish, <laughs> and then they stalk him for a while, and eventually he gets in waist deep water, and right, they drown him. Yeah, and then they co- and then you get back to the, all the people in the house, and they decide that their plan of action is, well, hide out in the walk-in. Yeah, refrigerator. Well, well, they find out that apparently the zombies don't like light. Yes, be- oh, because right, if you rip their goggles, because off. Rose accidentally rips the goggles off one, and apparently this just kills him. Yeah, like he just it's in my eyes. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> the goggles they do nothing. Yeah, and they, but they they realize that the zombies hate the light. So right. they decide they're going to lock themselves in the refrigerator. It's like one of those industrial size walk-in refrigerators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but this all seems and well and this good. Leads into the best scene of the movie: the actual, far. the actual surprise incident award. Yep. ladies and gentlemen, the incident award goes to. Like I said, we Chuck did, Nathugger. We we did not plan <laughs> to give this out. On this is not a weekly basis thing. No, it but just Chuck happened. Flips Chuck, stuff. Fuck out. Chuck Loses has the most goddamn epic mind. flip out ever. Oh my god. It's a claustrophobia flip out. Oh yeah. He he gets in there for It's a, a claustrophobia hours. we are about to die by Nazi zombie flip out. Yeah. With that too. He just gets in there so, and gets all claustrophobic and yeah, pulls out a flare Keith, gun Keith from is, nowhere. Keith is like being cool. Yeah. He's just like, all right. He had it in his bag. Yeah, I know. He's like, carrying around that bag of Yeah, but Keith is tricks. just like, I'm going to shut the lights out. Mm-hmm. We're just going to have to be quiet. Sleep. We're just going to go to sleep. We're going to wait till morning and we're going to be good because it's going to be light out and we can make it to the little dinghy and get back out to the boat, you know? And then, and the girl's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, good, good, good plan. And, and Keith is just like, dude, I, I'm not okay. I, I this not is okay. not okay, man. I, I don't know oh, about Chuck. this. Yeah, Chuck. Or, yeah, Chuck. And he just starts getting all sweaty. Well, first off, he didn't want to go in there at first. Like, well, yeah, he didn't want to go hunkered, in. hunkered down and like ready to go to sleep. And they're like, where, where's Chuck? And he's like, he didn't want to come in here just yet. And, yeah. Yeah. So Chuck just, he's like, I don't know. I don't think it's a good idea. And he's like, you know, and Keith is just like, no, this is the only plan we have. We can't stop them. We can't do anything. Yeah, two foot thick stay walls, here. steel, we'll be good. Yeah. Lock ourselves from the inside. Yeah. And then he's like, no, you got to let me out, man. He's like, no, I'm, trust me, you don't want to go out there. There's Nazi fucking zombies, dude. Yeah. And then. A, you Chuck, would not want to go out there where there are Nazis. B, you would not want to go out there where there are zombies. C, stay the fuck in here if there's Nazi zombies. <laughs> yeah. and, but Pretty of much. course, Chuck is not having it. And he's like, no. man, Chuck's man, like, man, oh, usually, man. Some, usually I, so can, then, I, can, I can control it sometimes, man, but, but yeah, I'm, Keith, I'm really not Chuck. Keith blows out, out, man. Keith blows out the light and all you can hear is him like hyperventilating. <laughs> and then he like turns on the flashlight and, and there's Chuck holding the flare gun pointing at him. He's like, let me out, man. You gotta let me out. And, he, and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, let me, he's like, calm down, dude. You can't go out there. And he's like, open the goddamn door. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then Chuck's like, or Keith is just like, uh, all right, dude. Oh, okay. You're uh, your your funeral, man. Okay. And then of course, and then of course Chuck's like, hey, give me the goddamn flashlight. And he's like, no, no, we need the flashlight. He's like, I can't, I'm not going to make it without the flashlight. And, and he's still waving the flare gun at him. So what happens? Flare. Keith tries to shut the door on Chuck's arm and Chuck shoots a flare in there, which kind of doesn't do well for their breathing. No. In fact, all. it blinds Beverly. Yep. Yeah. Beverly 
look directly into the flare and no. And the best part of that too is they all like, you know, Chuck's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Takes off with the flashlight. And then Keith and Rose stumble out, they're coughing, they're coughing, they're coughing. Beverly can't get out. She's like, Help me, help me. So they go, they they get her out. And then Keith and Rose just leave her. They just leave her sitting there outside the outside the fridge and they're like, All right, fuck, we gotta go. And so they go, they go hide somewhere else and they just leave Beverly's ass sitting there in the kitchen. She'll just slow us down, man. Yeah. They, I just love it because they don't even like acknowledge it. They don't even, they're not even like, should we leave her? Should we do anything? They're like, no, fuck it. They just run. And so then she gets to hang around. She finds it. She stumbles around looking for stuff. She finds a knife. Yeah. They demonstrate that she doesn't, she definitely can't see because <laughs> right. she stabs a wall next to her. Cause <laughs> it's, she it's hears the door. something or the door. It's yeah. The door. She, she, she heard, door creak. So she stabs the door. Loses a knife <clears throat> immediately. Yeah. And, and then there's a zombie. There. And then of course shuts the door and there's, there's one of the zombies. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then she meets her Looking end. all dapper in his uniform. Yeah. She meets her in basically in this uh, fish tank, which they establish early on, early on that there's this funky fish tank in this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so she's sitting in the, you know, they just come back. She's sitting in the fish tank, all bloated up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Tied up. Yeah. Dead up. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Rose and Keith in their infinite wisdom, Basically, find an oven downstairs and climb in the oven. Yeah, and that was just. I, I guess it was the same philosophy of hiding out in the fridge, but you know. Yeah they they make poor decisions, obviously. Yeah. But Keith, goddamn it, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Nathugger makes a terrible decision, goes outside, and of course, hey, what does he find out there? Nazi fucking zombies. Yep. Everywhere. First, he finds the edge of a pool. And then he finds. That's because he was tripping backwards trying to escape from. Oh, that's from the first one. Sees the pool. And of course, what happens? Doesn't see the pool. Nazi surfaces. Nazi goes back down. (laughs) Nazi surfaces. Nazi go back down. Yeah. Nazi surfaces. So he falls in the pool. They're like little U boats, all of them. Yeah. He falls in the pool and he sees the one wandering around the outside. He's like, oh, shit. And then, you know, and then he basically runs. He kind of. He kind of takes one down at first. I was pretty impressed. He ran and yeah. fucking thugged He knocks him, him yeah. down, and then he tries to swim over to the other side. And what do we see in the corner? Zombie <laughs> head surfaces. Zombie <laughs> head goes back down. And then he's trying to, like, climb along the edge, and another zombie comes up and he tried to climb kicks up, him off up the ladder. The... And then uh, he saw a Nazi zombie. Kicked him. And the, so he started to... to the sh- chest. To sh- yeah. Well, he started to, sh- like, shuffle over, like, cr- climbing on the edge, and the Nazi zombie's like, fucking ZU. Boot. <laughs> yeah. Kicks him back Give in. Give him dust boot. Finally, the one from underneath the water surfaces again. And, and he has like a belt. I don't know if it's a belt or what, but he choked him to death. It yeah, he strangles awesome. the fuck out of... Yep. Chuck. Out of Chuck. Yep. My name is Chuck and I like to... <laughs> yeah, so Chuck, once again, somebody gets drowned and they're dead. Yep. A very common theme among Do they Nazi kill anybody zombies. not by drowning? Mm. Nope. There's, There's some drowning motherfuckers. Yeah. They like the water. They like people mm-hmm. to drown. So then by then, it's just Rose and Keith who are just, they they say, hey, I guess it's morning. Uh, yeah. Time to get out of the oven. Oh, yeah. We still have our shitty little rowboat. I guess we could a take wake that. wake and bake. Yeah. They, they, take, the, <laughs> they take the dinghy, the, the glass bottom dinghy, of course. The dingy dinghy. Yeah. And they, they're paddling that thing out. And of course, what happens? Zombie pops up, yanks, yanks Keith right out. Yep. But he gets away from the first one. 
Yeah. Well, he yanks its goggles off. Oh, and then yeah. it can't do anything. Right. So he gets back in the boat. They and he go gets back in the further. boat, rows for like two seconds, and oh, another, another one, one yanks him out. And then. Yeah, not that time. Yeah. And then Rose is scrambling around in the yeah. boat going, oh, God. She's just kind of looking oh, around God. like, oh, yeah. well, I should and probably do something. And then she starts like pulling on the ropes or something that. Yeah. Apparently he was tied to the, tied himself to the boat. I guess he was like, fuck, if we get out of the boat this time, it's not getting away. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, looks through the glass and there's Keith. Last one, last man down. Which kind of makes you think that, um, so this is basically where the movie starts. That's that's the biggest problem of this movie. Yeah, is it, we didn't even mention this before, but this is the cardinal sin of this movie. Yeah, it tell like it starts the movie her in the boat by herself, rescued by a couple of fishermen, and then she starts to kind of tell the backstory, and it's all flashback. Yeah, so you know she's the lone survivor, therefore taking any pretense of suspense mm-hmm. out of this movie. Um, yeah, because you know he's gonna die. Like, yeah, there's no way. And so, yeah, of course, just, so he dies. That's you don't do that when you're making a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, really. Or something like a horror movie. But yeah, I, I, yeah. now thinking about it, um, I'm guessing she pretty much drug his body under the boat the whole time. Oh, she just passed out so. from shock. Because, I mean, you know, he was yeah. still tied to the boat. So oh, I guess he would have been floating under there. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Mm. What was left of him. Yeah. Yeah. But she AC. gets picked up by these two, these two fishermen. Or this guy, this guy fishing and his son, I guess. Right. And then the end is her writing a journal that she keeps repeating the same like four lines over and over and yeah. over. And, and it's just chicken scratch. Yeah, it's all gibberish. Yeah. That's the end of the movie. And apparently they, yeah. So she lost her mind because of <clears throat> Nazi zombies. Yep. Hate it when that happens. And Chuck's nut huggers. Drove her insane. Indeed. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah. I... <sighs> Is it raining time, I guess? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. You know, it's such a it's such a good premise that goes nowhere. And I really wish... And, and I mean, maybe this is a product of its era also, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm pretty sure this came out before Halloween did. Oh, yeah. yeah like, like, like two years, I think. Yeah, like a year or two. But, you know, there's like no... There's not much suspense to how the people die and they all die the same way. Right. So it's kind of... You know, that's how, that's how you can kind of see how Halloween became like this, this big influential thing when it came out. But this being a product of before that, like, it just doesn't work for me at all. Okay. And it's not like I'm a gore hound, but just the way people die is so completely unsatisfying in this that I can only go like two jocks and that's like being generous. I'm, I'm probably closer to one, but just some of the stupid stupid stuff that happens in this movie was at least entertaining a little bit. Right. And I like the atmosphere. I do. I do really like the atmosphere that they set up, but okay. And, and you know, Chuck's fucking freak out earns it a jock right there. So there you go. That, that was huge for me. Yeah. That earns it a jock. Chuck out. Yeah. That that was definitely the the captain and the captain in the beginning. Basically. So there are your two jocks right there. Chuck's freak out and the captain in the beginning that there's your two. Yeah, but I can't go any higher than that. I'm for pretty much the exact same reasons. I'm actually going three because I kind of liked the, I kind of liked the, the setting. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I was disappointed that, like you said, everybody died the same, and and there was no suspense for the movie whatsoever because you know what happens. I thought there might be some kind of twist, like something that you mm-hmm. know that more than just hey she survives like we saw in the very beginning of the movie. There was going to be more to it, but yeah, I mean, I. I enjoyed it. I, I can't think of something to liken it to. That's that's the one thing is like I found fine with most of our movies. I can go like, well, this is a rip off of 
this, but I, can, <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know what you'd say. This was a ripoff or similar to. I mean, it's got elements of other things, but yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, in the beginning it feels like Jaws, you know, and then yeah. at the end, you know, it's Gilligan's Island meets any zombie movie, I suppose. But <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it's almost not even like a zombie movie. It's more like a Ten Little Indians movie. Okay. You know, because everybody, it's like, here they are, knock them off. Right. And they spent so long in the beginning attempting to set them up as... Something, yeah. As something interesting. I don't know. Like I said, it's... Yeah. I, I enjoyed it well enough. And I mean... All right. My How turn. about you, BJ? Um, If I was rating this as a, as a horror movie, as a suspense movie, as a drama movie, or as an anything else but a Banff cast movie... It wouldn't have done very well. Um, but my rating is as follows. One jocks for the s- setting and premise. One jocks for the salty sea captain. And one jocks for Chuck's fucking freak out. So I give it a three jocks. Yeah. Like I said, I, it, it's not a real strong three jocks. No, it, I'll it, tell you that. That feels a little generous, but. You know, like I said, I think there's worse ways you could spend your time than watching this with some friends. Invulnerable, mostly invulnerable Nazi zombies. Yeah. That's a great premise. They execute it marginally well. The zombies are kind of quasi, they're not even really zombies. It doesn't yeah, feel like they're zombies. Yeah, they never say that or anything. But, but um, you know, they, they stay to their mythos or whatever it is pretty well. And they're pretty competent zombies, I think. They're more intelligent than your run-of-the-mill zombies. Mm-hmm. They, they work pretty well. They got a plan. And, you know, the, the fucking sea captain is, is awesome. And then, and then you know, when, when Chuck just absolutely loses his shit, I was literally on the floor laughing. I was already on the floor before I started laughing, but... Yeah, but that was... But it... That yeah. was incredible. It just... Man, it... The only... The only better Ensign Award was the actual original Ensign Award. Yeah. So this is as close as we've gotten. To as close, him, yeah, though. yeah. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? To is it break time? Break time, yes, <laughs> yes. Let's move on to the break portion. Right. For you folks at home, it'll be a mere few seconds, and whatever song I find, we'll be right back. Right. All right, welcome back. So hey, half, half number two of the Bamcast. Two Bamcast. BMF. So, um, we got a couple of uh, messages on the Yield Garfield phone. Hey, oh yeah, thanks, fellers, for calling us on the Garfield phone. I'd say three, but one's kind of a continuation of the other one. You called back and two and a half, two and a half Man. men. <laughs> <laughs> you shut up. Fuck that number. You is, shut up. That number is ruined for all eternity. Damn it. <clears throat> so then, anyway, um. We got a follow-up from uh, truck driver Clint in Madison, Wisconsin, who, by the way, I am now looking at our VH, our very own VHS copy of I Come in Peace sitting up so on the shelf. It's which, right next to Robot Jocks. Yes. No holds and barred. No holds barred. Mega Cop oh, Arena. Mega. I think we actually ought to, might want to put Arena and I Come in Peace next to each other. That's fair. And next to Robot Jocks. Since I'm responsible And Action USA, which is in the other room. Mm-hmm. So you needs, need to, needs to come USA back to the... Yep. To the shelf. So, so Clint anyway. in Madison, we at the BMF cast salute you. 
you're an awesome fucking dude. And now we get to hear from awesome dude. Here we go. Hey, guys. This is Clint from Madison. Hi, Clint. I thought I'd just call and say, hope you got the package. I hope it made it to you. They didn't smash it in the mail. And uh, enjoy. Looking forward to seeing the picture on your shelf. Uh, anyways, just wanted to let you know some information. I'm not a truck driver. Your description sounded much more interesting than my employment, but um, I think I'll just pretend to be a truck driver. So take care, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. That's arm wrestling truck driver, Clint. Yeah. <laughs> arm wrestling truck driver, Clint from Madison. Rest assured, Clint, they did not smash your package. Nope. Nope. <laughs> your package completely intact. Yes. We're enjoying your package. <laughs> yes. Your package is sitting up on our shelf right now. I had a. I was on the phone with Comcast good customer package. service, and the girl's like, well, let me just check your package here. <laughs> And you were you like? And I'm oh, like, oh yeah. I'm like, really? Did you just say that? And she's like, oh jeez, oh jeez, oh, 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 oh god, oh jeez. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't you know? So anyway, on to uh, on to part two of two from Clint. Hello, guys. This is Clint, the imaginary trucker from Madison. And did you ever have one of those weird nights where you're drinking? Yes. And then you started watching movies that didn't quite match up. Oh. This evening I watched 1959's Hammer Horror production, The Mummy, and then I watched the 1974 Black Belt Jones. Um, I would think Black Belt Jones might be a really good one to put on the list. Um, Black exploitation movie, awesomely bad, right up with that whole uh, having fun with it like Black Dynamite. But anyways, just wanted to call in, slightly buzzed, and imagine being a truck driver with uh, a weightlifting system I'll have to try to hook up in my car. So have a good one, guys. Bye. All right. Right on. That's Drunk Imaginary. We got drunk now. Woo! <laughs> High fives! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Drunk Imaginary Garfield phone arm got wrestling a- <laughs> truck driver Clint from Madison. Garfield phone got a booty call. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if days. I want to watch the Hammer version of The Mummy. I was Black Bell Jones sounds I thought cool. said Frankenstein. Did you I thought he said the mummy. I don't know. He said the mummy. You should pay oh, attention. To Jesus. Mummy? Smells. Come on. Franken mummy? No, the, shut up. The hammer version of, of Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> End of discussion. It's the hammer version of Dracula. Black Belt Jones actually, just the title alone sounds kind of compelling. Uh, yeah. So, thanks Clint for both of your voicemails and your awesome package. Yes. We will be kind and rewind should we use your package. Yes. Which came from Bearcat with a K. Uh, Bearcat video. Bearcat video. In Texas. In Texas. Hell I don't know how yeah. it made to made it to Wisconsin, but we're glad it did. We're glad it made it to Florida. Eventually. Yeah. Well, but yeah. By way of Wisconsin. Right. So. Uh, one last. One last voicemail. This comes from Fleabeard. I think it's first time call that he's called, right? I think so. Yeah. Might be. Hello. Hello. Members. It's Todd, Fleabeard. Just calling uh, to say I'm so glad that Harlow went to see Let Me In. Now I don't have to. It's just confirmed my suspicion that uh, there's nothing redeeming in it that adds to the original, which was absolutely brilliant. So, appreciate it. You're taking one for the team there. Bye. Woo. Bye. Good job taking one for the team there, Harlow. That is what I do. Yep. Well, I mean, you didn't say it was... Well, un- unredeemable. Yeah, I mean, well, I, like I said, I, it's just unnecessary. It's unnecessary. unnecessary. It's, I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's a good movie. In fact, it's it just, just, 
So was the original. If you've seen the original, you don't need that one. Right. Yeah. Like I said, other than the, the I, apparently I'm not the only one talking about the cool in the car, car wreck scene. Yeah, that's getting a lot of, getting yeah, a lot of press. That, that was cool, but could have been in any movie. Didn't have, yep. to sit through 90 more minutes. Of, it didn't have to be this one, God damn it. Yeah. Should have been on the disc. Yep. Yep. And th- this will, this may come out uh, a little bit too late to catch it, but Let Me In is actually showing at the Five Points Theater in Five Points in Jacksonville, Florida right now. So if you are a resident nearby and you like those sorts of theater things, go on and I guess check it out if it's still playing. Or I think I might try to check it out. Or just get Let the Right One In on various and assorted home media formats. Right. Well, I've got that, I've got that queued up on Netflix, but yeah. I don't know. I like going to theater, so I might just go see it and... Like Prior watch, to the original? Okay. No, watch the original and then okay. go see it. Yeah. I, I will accept that. I'll allow that. I'll allow it. Yeah. So thanks everyone for calling into the uh calling into the Garfield phone on the uh Bamcast hotline. We yes. appreciate it. We certainly do because we don't have a whole lot to rap about this second half and yeah. this gives us a chance to ramble about things. And it's actually not, I, I really enjoy it becoming a feature and we like hearing from you guys. It lets us know that you're out there and uh that you care. Right. Very much. I agree. Okay. So, next on our docket, if you will allow that phraseology. Um, no. I, next on our list of shit to talk about in the second half. Thank you. <laughs> will be, um, we have a new something from our, our, our old pal Tommy Wiseau. Oh, yes. And um, yeah. we were, I, at least I was dismayed to find out that it actually is an intentional comedy thing. But it's called The House That Drips Blood on Alex. And it's a 12-minute short that you can find on Adam Films. Uh, came out not too A-T-O-M-N, long ago. A-T-O-M in case A- for yeah. some reason you haven't been on the internet for right. 10 years or Atom so. Atom Films. And, um, We've also put it up on our site. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's also on bmfcast.com. Right. Which is the most the most best. Your number one destination for... Tommy Wiseau. Tommy yes. Wiseau stuff. Or why so? Why so serious? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um... I don't know. This one was kind of, kind of weird. I guess it was, as opposed to the room, which was totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of weird based on my expectations. Okay, I'll put it that way. You know, I've seen the room, so I know what to expect from Tommy Wiseau. That he says people's names a lot at the end that of every too. sentence. That okay. too. Tommy, <laughs> Thomas, what? but it was. It knew what it was this time. I think. And I think even he knew what it was because it seems like he's been kind of getting to the point where um, where he is he's become self aware. I think the Onion said because um, mm-hmm. he's been showing up on. Uh, I think he showed up on uh, some some show, some comedy show. So there, I think he knows what he is, and it it's just kind of odd, but yeah. not in the not in the charming the room way, which was completely and totally like honest within itself well this is much much better made than oh yeah that one yeah you know well, but but i think what the, the smart thing is they play they play to the wissonis of tommy was oh yeah they they like they set up lines for him that are intentionally awkward and right in fact he you know they they it's said that he didn't write it but he may have had a hand in his own dialogue because it's I would think that it was it would be hard to write that kind of stuff. Like I, you know, we we make jokes and we do our Tommy Wiseau impersonations all the time, but 
we still don't manage to capture that weird speech pattern of his. And I, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're just not dialogue writers, but I, I would find it hard for somebody to actually write dialogue like that. But that being said, it's a 12 minute comedy horror, but not really that all that horrifying short. And it's kind of, it's cute. So check it out on the website, bmfcast.com. Look at it. That's what I think. I mean, you know, if you don't have 12 minutes to spare, come on. Then fuck Everyone you. Everyone has 12 minutes to exactly. spare. You got five of them every hour. Shit. Yeah. You should use them. You have five to banks of a Tommy dozen Wiseau. minutes. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You listen to us for an hour, so. Yeah, seriously. You know, if yeah, you we're can. We're just li- rambling at this point. Just turn us off and go. <laughs> if you can that. listen to us for an hour, you can you can spare 12 minutes for, for good old Tommy Wiseau. Exactly. So do that. Okay. There's right. a lot of good Tommy Wiseau screaming in it. So. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Plenty of that. That's preferable. Zwality. So, you guys mm. have anything to uh, talk about? Mm, just one extremely quick thing. All right. Go for it. I encountered a natural use of loose cannon. Ooh, you found one in the really? wild, huh? In the wild. Um, it unfortunately isn't quite to the level that I would have liked it to be used. But I'll I'll accept it. What it, is it? It's in uh, the Batman animated movie, The Mask of the Phantasm, the very first one that actually got a theatrical release based on the the TV show cartoon. Okay, um, limited theatrical, but it was it was they they pumped they pumped more money than that into the other ones that that they just shit out for direct to video, and it's pretty much in the first five to ten minutes. I mean, they're talking about Batman, and there's this one city council guy that's the guy that's out to get Batman in this one, mm-hmm. the vigilante, and he throws out, he goes, he's a loose cannon. So, All right. Well, it's good that Batman got the loose cannon, you know, because yeah, he is kind of a loose cannon. But yeah, I'd seen that one before. I just, I, I don't know why I just decided to watch it one night because it's a pretty good one. And it's been, when did we, what month did we start the BAMF cast? Was it? It was in March of in last 2009. Year? Yeah. March of 09. So it's been, we're creeping up on two years, you know. That's a lot of movies. A year and a half. Every time we're itching for it. I know. I think we anticipate it too much almost. If there are cops involved in any sort of movie, we're always yeah. like, oh, it's coming. Somebody's got to say it. But but we, we still haven't seen it. And all the movies, it, it's probably in the hundreds of movies we've watched between us yeah. since then. I think now that I've experienced in that, I'm just, I'm waiting for the real use of it. I want a police chief to call mm. their lieutenant or whatever a loose cannon. Detective Horowitz, yeah. turn in your goddamn badge. You're a loose cannon. Yeah. yeah that's something that's like what that. I need. So, anyway, those first time. I wonder if he ever says it in Lethal Weapon. I, You know, I've thought about that. I need to... I, I might need think, to watch Lethal yeah. Weapon. Because really, who needs an excuse to watch Lethal Weapon? I anyway? sure don't. Nobody. I sure don't. We need to watch Lethal Weapon. Un-American jerks. All four of them. I'm ready to watch all four. Right now. Wait. Like three and four? Yes, three and four. Three, to my, in three my, I cannot tell you anything about three. In, yeah, I was going to say. Except they blew up the city hall in my hometown. In I the think that was in four. That was in three. Was it in three? Yes, it was okay. in three. Trust me. Okay. I was saying that. It mean, was an accident. They're sorry. I, yeah. Three is the least of them, in my opinion. I mean, four kind of came back, I thought, with a pretty good vengeance. Um, but, yeah. Nothing touches the original two. Lethal yeah. Weapon Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, Lethal Weapon 2. I, that's, oh, that's a fantastic sequel. Immunity. Yeah, like I actually, I think I remember like stuff I 
attribute to Lethal Weapon 1, I think, is actually in Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah, so it's got the, sh- the like, sitting on the toilet scene, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's I so much good stuff in Lethal Weapon 2. Like, that is one of the better sequels yeah. of all time. I agree. Of all time. Of all time. Of all time. All yeah. right. So, BJ, I believe you said you watched a couple of movies. I did manage to catch a couple things. Um, wow. Interestingly enough, a... I'm shocked. Yeah. No this is a first. I know. Yeah. Um, I managed to watch both a documentary and a mockumentary. Um, I'm going to talk about the documentary first because it's a little bit boring. Um, it's based on the same pre- premise as Morgan Spurlock's Super Size Me, but it's uh, comedian Doug Benson decided it was actually part of his part of his uh, stand-up routine. He said he, he's a big pot smoker, so he said, "You know what? I'm going to make a I'm going to make a documentary called Super High Me." Um, where, you know, he smokes pot all the time, which is kind of what he does anyway, I guess. But, um, so, but he goes 30 days without, he, yeah, he goes yeah. 30 days without, without smoking pot in, in that span of 30 days, he undergoes a number of tests. Um, he does uh, mental capacity test, memory tests, psychic test, which was kind of odd. Um, and general overall physical condition test. And he takes an SAT blah, 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 a few other things. And in the midst of this, he starts talking to, um, and this is what I really found interesting about the movie. All of the people that or some of the people that run the medical marijuana dispensaries in California, because proposition 215 made it legal for use of use and distribution, distribution of marijuana for medical reasons. And, uh, he talks to him about everything that's happened in the, uh, in the years since it was, since proposition 215 passed, and uh, all that stuff's kind of interesting because they really get into it and talk to the people who really believe in it, not you know, not just a bunch of bros hanging out in dorm rooms wearing 420 t-shirts. It's it's people who believe in the cause, and so that's interesting to see because you don't see a lot of that in mainstream news. You right. see a lot of pots ruining our children and you know stuff that almost or the amounts other to, end, like you know you don't or no offense to him, but you don't really necessarily want Woody Harrelson as your spokesperson. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, or like legalization right and you know you've got then you got like the wacky hippie kids right. that are all strung out and you know there, there's a middle ground folks and you know i think we need we probably need to find it that's my personal opinion um but for the next 30 days he smokes pot every day he's stoned from the time he wakes up to the time he goes to bed and um he also talks to you know more of the people involved in the in the movements and uh, goes through the same battery of tests on the same at the on the same day markers. So if he took a test on day three in the uh, in the first half, he takes it on day three in the second half. Um, results are kind of kind of interesting. Um, a few things that you would expect to go down go up. Like his memory, his his memory stays actually gets worse. Um, like his short term memory gets a little bit worse. And uh, his long-term memory is just a tiny bit worse. He's, but he scores what's still above normal for the for the memory tests, which I, I guess I found kind of interesting. Um, his sperm count goes up. He did better on his SATs, and he did better on the psychic test, which is kind of funny. And I don't know, like, if this guy is so used to smoking pot all the time That's that what it I'm really wondering. doesn't affect him all that much. Yeah, because I'm wondering what his... You need a control group. Right. And the problem is he... 
I assume he doesn't have someone who never smoked pot. Taking the tests with him? You know, doing, well, basically taking the test and doing the stuff in the first part and then. And then. And then suddenly. Then getting bombed for the whole 30 yeah. days. That that actually probably would have made it more compelling. So they don't address that at all? No, they don't. No. They talk to some people that, that don't smoke pot at all, but it's more like him shitting around with his comedian friends. And for being something done by a stand-up comedian, it really wasn't all that funny. Right. I don't know if it was supposed to be funny or not. I think it kind of was. If it was, they he failed miserably. Mm-hmm. You know, he had... They showed some bits from his stand-up, and a couple of those were kind of funny, but all in all, it's just kind of blah, not really all that exciting. The most interesting thing to me about the whole the whole spiel was everything that happened with the uh, legalization and medical marijuana uh, community and groups. That stuff was, was pretty interesting. Um, and there's something like, like in just in L.A. alone, they're all, at the time of that, uh, at the time of the documentary, there were like 300 medical marijuana dispensaries just in LA, which was kind of crazy. But um, if you are bored and you like marijuana, uh, you can catch it on Netflix Instant View. It's, you yeah, know, it's, it's only not, like it's not terrible, 90 but. minutes. It's not, it's not like a bad documentary. It's just kind of not funny and not quite as interesting as I thought it would be. So there's that. It's hmm. called Super High Me. So, what's the uh, the fake documentary? The or mockumentary. The mockumentary, if you will. The mockumentary I watched is actually part of kind of an ongoing series thing uh, called Trailer Park Boys. And I don't know if you've heard of it, but it is... I think it's hilarious. It's uh, made by Showcase Productions in Canada, and it is, uh, it is a fake documentary. And it's been a TV series for, I don't know, eight seasons, I think. And it's about these three complete failures in life who live in a trailer park in Canada and they're always going through get rich schemes trying to trying to do illegal things to make money to retire on and every season starts off with them getting out of jail for some crime they got busted for in the previous season and at the end of every season they go to jail because of some you know they get caught um, they have a foil you know they're your standard your standard TV series kind of foil right? <clears throat> who is the trailer park supervisor and, you know, on again, on again, off again, love relationship with, uh, with this, the mother of one of the guys, uh, child. It's really weird. Um, it's almost like the done the office style, but in a trailer yeah, I was, park I was about in to Canada, ask if that was, what they were going for. It's very similar. I don't know when the Office UK started, and I don't know when this started. You know, so it's like this one started in two thousand one, and I think Office UK was later than that. So you know, it it may be. I don't know. Maybe they kind of borrowed the idea from each other. Who knows? I don't. I don't know, and I don't particularly care because mm-hmm. the Office UK does does it pretty well, and I think this does it pretty well. Um, it doesn't play off as real because things are way wackier in um in trailer park boys but um but it's still it's i find it just absolutely hilarious um the three guys who write it are actually actors in the series um barry dunn uh john paul tremblay and rob wells i think are their names um but the the actual quote-unquote movie thing that i'm talking about is uh 
Trailer Park Boys Countdown to Liquor Day, and it's a <laughs> yeah. Is this is this a, a like the first original? Is it a sequel? Is it well the this I the first Trailer Park Boys thing that came out was a sh- short movie. Okay. Then they did a TV series, ah. and this is a movie that happens between the fifth and sixth seasons. Gotcha. I think it's fifth and sixth. So this gets all complicated, like X Files. You know? <laughs> um, almost, but it's not. You There's know, no continuity, it, really. There the sort song. of is, yeah. but you can pick up each season, and it's not. You know, they do reference a couple things that happened in previous seasons, but it's not a. It's not really played as a super direct timeline. Okay. There's some things that carry over, but it's not, it's not terribly important to the series. You know, it's not continuity per se. Um, and they have more, I think they've come out with, I think they either have come out with or are going to come out with another movie sometime soon. But, uh, it's really funny. So I really like it. I've heard of this before. Where is the best place to start? Do you watch the original movie that they then base the series on? Is that how you work? You You can start on season one. You know, it's just as easy. Um, Well, I just, I mean, you know, some series, like, somebody will tell you, like, I mean, uh, talking TV, like, I love 30 Rock, but I will be honest, the first half of the first season is god-awful. Like, I've I've tried to tell people to watch this show, and they're like, why the hell do you like this show? It's like, because it starts bad. It's like, I almost, you know, part of me is like, kind of like the Buffy formula. It's like, you've got to power through the first season. It's not that good. It gets way, way, way better. mm -hmm. So I didn't know if, like or somewhere you you would recommend people start or when it gets better than anything like that that you can think of? Well, I did some... I just did a little quick fact-checking while you were blabbering away. Uh, and actually, the, the movie... There are two movies. The series started in 2001, and the, there was a movie in 2006 and this new one, Countdown to Liquor Day, in 2009. So I would just start at the beginning because it's, like it's season pretty... One? Yeah, season okay. one. Yeah, it's pretty consistent... Um, I think it's gotten, it's obviously gotten a little bit more refined and it's a little bit, it's better characters are deep into their, or actors are deep into their characters at this point. And, um, so I'd say just start at, at start at season one. Uh, you can get the discs from Netflix. Unfortunately, it's not on Netflix streaming and I really, really wish it was. The, uh, Countdown to Liquor Day is, but you can get them from Netflix. The, uh, seasons are two discs which is kind of kind of sucks um but it's really the only way to get a hold of them easily but they're there and it's it's good stuff it's worth it's worth your disc or two out at netflix okay it's good stuff i like it that works for me mackie and that's about all i have to talk about mackie do you have anything to ramble on about nah ramble on. <laughs> i could talk about Mad Men, but i don't want to spoil anything for people that might not have seen it like me or yeah, me like you you can just say you watched some Mad Men and you enjoyed it. That show is consistently awesome, even though it seems like everyone on the show hates everyone else. Ninety five percent of the all time. the actors, or like just or the, all the just characters. the way they set the characters up. It just seems like nobody ever gets along ever, which simulates most workplaces, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, me neither. I love everyone. Period. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Kind of a big fat lie. You're but, a liar. I am. I wish Why you weren't a liar. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> beat BJ to that Damn one. It. It's all right. I drive a Dodge Stratus. Yeah. People are afraid of me. But nah, I'm, I've been working a lot, dude. I haven't seen much. Right. Yeah. So I, I saw I, bits and pieces of Ghost Ship and on A&E. <laughs> but it was all edited, so it wasn't even worth yeah. watching. And 
Yeah, no. And then they were shown virus afterwards. So it was like people die on boats week. Hmm. They did not show Leviathan after that, which damn it, really would have made it. That's man. too bad. Leviathan! Virus had a good setup, very similar to Leviathan, though. And then I was like, I'm not watching this because it's like two in the morning. So Good plan. Have you seen Virus? Uh, I've Jamie seen, Lee Curtis? Yeah, I've seen parts of it. Donald Sutherland? Yeah, I know. I've seen parts of it. I may have sat and watched the whole thing at some point. I don't know these things. It's so, a very forgettable movie. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Some of these just go right out of my head. Yeah, I actually, I kind of thought it was Sphere at first. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, but Dustin Hoffman and Samuel yeah. Jackson and... No, Sphere is not the one. It. Oh, I, I've said this before. Event Horizon is the movie. I end up... I've Like every four years, yeah. I watch it and I go... Oh, yeah, I always want to see that. And halfway through, I'm like, fuck, I've seen <laughs> I this. Seen this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have so many mid-90s movies that I know I've seen, and I've forgotten everything about them. Yeah. And then I start watching them, and I'm like, oh, what? No. I remember yeah. I hated this movie. Shit. Damn it. Yeah, no, I just, I've been watching a lot of TV on Netflix and whatnot lately, so. Yeah. No, oh, I, I will say my HD TV bulb oh. burned out on me. yeah apparently it's supposed to last uh eight thousand hours so yeah in just over four years i've apparently exceeded eight thousand hours dude you're lucky i don't i don't know what mine's rated for but i'm already on my second bulb really yeah my tv's now not you know not even about three years old i'm already on my second bulb. but you i didn't realize that you give that fucking tv a workout probably no more than him i'll bet my tv gets a pretty good workout yeah I don't know, though. It's the difference between Sony and Samsung. Right there is the bulbs. Is it? Apparently. It's not the mirrors. It's the yeah, bulbs. Well, well, what's funny is my uh, my other TV. That's uh, the, the one I have. The one that's at your house right yeah. now. Yeah, original bulb. Things what's like, that, a Hitachi? Yeah, and the thing's like about 10 years is old. Is it Hitachi or Mitsubishi? I think it's Hitachi. Yeah. It's, um, it, yeah it was, that fucking TV's like ancient for HD TVs. Yeah. And granted, it's a little bit fuzzy, but... Yeah. original bulb F- fuck yeah yeah that thing could probably stand to be calibrated it's been moved probably four five six times yeah i think it's a little bit worse than needs a calibration but mm. i don't think so you can just get those things yeah i'm kind of curious if i'll get a much calibrated. brighter picture now or if it'll be basically just your light gun will work <laughs> no, it won't. Uh, somehow i doubt it but yeah it, it cost me like 120 bucks to replace it fuck. i love this on amazon shipping was free if i went three to five day if i won in two day it was thirty-three dollars. Mm-hmm. What? Thirty-three dollars they wanted but that for was also not it's a third party them. seller. Yeah, yeah exactly. third party seller. Because apparently you can't get it directly through Amazon. But yeah. I went through a third party. They still haven't shipped it. That's what's kind of frustrating now because it's like well, oh, when the fuck when, am I gonna when it happened to me, I overnighted it. The 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 shipping cost half the price of the bulb. <laughs> but I was like, oh no. Man, they know. They know you want it so oh, yeah. bad, and that's why I, they do that. Honestly, they still haven't shipped it yet, though. I, I ordered it two days ago, and it still yeah. hasn't shipped. Part of so. me keeps going like, man, next time I get that. But it you know, never happens. I'm always like, I need to just go ahead and order it so it's sitting here. And when it burns out again, I got to... I, I seriously thought about buying two of them. But then I was like, this thing what? lasted in, four years. In four years, you're going to have a new TV anyway. And it won't It'll need a, a 3D fucking TV. bulb. 3D TV! I hope I don't. Don't buy I don't it. want a 3D TV. Don't buy a 3D TV. I d- if you're out there in the audience right now listening and caring about TVs and wanting to purchase one, mark my words, do not buy a 3D TV. Yeah. Mm. I, I can't. I, I will tell you when to buy a 3D TV. <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah. They're, they're ridiculously overpriced compared to regular. They're ridiculously not going to last. What do you mean? Not, the technology? Not gonna, yeah. Um, it's not. Know. It's. Like I can't speak to that because every time I say a definitive thing like that, I get. But I'm saying it. Okay, you can say it all you want. 
I, I am saying it all I want oh, right, right now. Right, right. Right. Yeah, it's before, not gonna. It's before not gonna. the format war. I I didn't think Blu-ray had a chance. I mean, because it didn't make any sense. You know, Blu-ray was mostly Sony's baby, and the other one was an open initiative. And nine times out of ten, something that's open and supported by and not held by one company ends up winning because who do you have to pay for HD DVD rights? Nobody really. You know, you've mm -hmm. got an open alliance. Sony Sony makes money off of every Blu-ray that's sold, even if it's not a Sony Pictures movie because right. they, they own the proprietary technology. Well, Sony... They marketed the hell out of it yeah. is what they did. Yeah. Sony marketed the hell out of it, hey, and they, I think they, they made, they, it, they they made it accessible. Yeah, they deserved so. a win. You know, they lost their asses with Betamax, so yeah, good on you, Sony. Yeah. Finally winning a format war. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Mini discs. That was Sony. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They, they've had several that they've lost, so yep. it was their time. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm serious about it. I'm, I'm not joking. Do yeah. not buy a 3D TV. If for one, if if for all, if for the sole reason that you will keep 3D TVs out of fucking houses and on the shelves, don't buy one. But for two, you're really gonna wish you hadn't in in two years. Yeah, I'm not well, saying yeah, I have, have any to... inside knowledge or anything, but my thing you're is you're gonna be fucking miserable. My thing with is 3D the glasses. TVs. Yeah, if everyone wants to come over to the Super Bowl in 3D, how many glasses you got? How much do those glasses cost? Fucking expensive. They cost a lot. About hundred to two hundred dollars a piece, depending yeah. on how nice they are. Yeah, because then it gets down to how comfortable they are. What is like, what is in them that makes them cost? They're active that. shutter glasses. Yeah, the the shutters literally flash. Yeah, it's they make how's it, it, and then, how's it done? Is it actually done with like LCD? Some kind of yeah, it's something like a, it's almost like a left to right eye flash mo motion. So you need thing. to have batteries for the oh yeah for your they, glasses. Yeah, they too. have like charging docks that they go on. Yeah, yeah. forget it. So yeah, and no. Like and I am the guy who would get that because you know, yeah, I'm the guy who you gets love stupid crap. Yeah, you love stupid, stupid tech. Yeah, I and but, no, there's no way. But yeah, if you want 3D TV, just wait. Yeah, it will happen eventually. It will happen. The only reason I glasses. want the only reason I want 3D TV to succeed. So I can get dirt cheap, big ass, regular HD TV. <laughs> I think they're kind of already there. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. there, but I mean I, I want that in the basement. No, oh. you know. Yeah, you want the you, you want. The, I want to be able to spend like six hundred bucks to get like a fifty inch, inch yeah. TV. You know, that's that's what I want. That's how big is your TV right there, now, dude? I'm telling you, there are fifty God, inch TVs for like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. It's crazy. How how big is your TV? Fifty five. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty hefty one. Yeah. It looks really big in that room. Looks like a seventy-inch TV. That's why. That's why I did not get a bigger. TV And yet, than my that. TV looks tiny, kind of. Yours, because yeah, and it's, his it's the same all, size. Yeah, it's fifty-six inch. Yeah, in that room, but it feels small. You're sitting. Yeah, I know. Twelve feet away. Yeah, mine. Mine, you sit close. Yeah. 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 Which is awesome. We're talking about the size of our TVs. Let's 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 wrap this up. Uh, no, it's 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 not ir irrelevant. I don't know. But yeah, no, the TVs are already there because three D TVs right now are, are like a forty-two inch three D TV is going to cost you like twenty-five hundred dollars. I think the last time I looked, God. and it's like that same forty-two inch TV, not three D, is like four, five, six hundred bucks at the most. I mean, six hundred for a nice, nice one. I yeah. cannot wait for my tax return. I thought I scored last year with the TV that I had to return. I'm gonna fucking rip it up because it's gonna <laughs> be everybody's gonna have you know all their fucking. Every, every every dumb Glass, rich asshole on the planet. 3D TVs are coming now. Well, well, no, all the dumb rich assholes on the planet are buying 3D TVs for the holiday season, and either there are going to be some cheap ass big fucking TVs on Craigslist, or there are going to be some cheap ass big fucking TVs at Walmart. 
and I am wet with anticipation. Wow. So I can watch <laughs> more movies. No. I guess. That's my excuse. I have that same anticipation for a damn bulb showing up from Amazon. Yep. Whoever the third party seller is. But I'm sorry. I'm until then, until then, I've had to hook my computer monitor up via HDMI. You know, you could have just played the computer. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I probably could have done that, but computers aren't for games, dude. Yeah. Right. Games and movies? Why would you use a computer for that? I don't know. Uh, you got a TV. Durr, 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 durr. We're showing our age again. Yep. All right. We're talking about right. Norman Schwarzkopf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're talking about. What the fuck is that? Yeah. PC games. PC yeah. gaming. <laughs> this is all 1992 I mean, no, that's shit. A, that's what hey, I'm saying. Man, I actually, remember when it was Desert Shield. It's actually, right? the, it's actually the reverse, though. What I'm saying is like watching movies and shit and TV on your computers, that's younger kids are doing that. Like they don't care about 50, 60 inch TV. They watch their shit on their laptop, netbooks, iPhones, yep. whatever. They make David Lynch incredibly angry. Yeah, pretty much. But then again, he, there's every, probably a lot of stuff that makes David Lynch incredibly angry. So anyway, let's let's get some contact info here and <laughs> yep. get out of here. Let's uh, wrap it up rapid fire style. All right. Twitter. Twitter. Twitter.com slash BMFcast or at BMFcast. Nope. Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMFcast or you can search for the Bad Movie Fiends podcast on Facebook. Websites. iTunes. Oh. I'm doing this. iTunes iTunes you can find us at the bad movie fiends podcast we're in the podcast like film and tv section uh search for bad movie fiends or bmf cast and rate us review us subscribe tell your friends sweet website bmfcast.com where we can po- where we post all the tommy wiseau bullshit that you want to see we also post all the bmf cast bullshit that you want to hear yeah. so check us out comment on shit we're there hook us up lastly well no. not lastly email, email. Email bmf at bmfcast.com. And easy. Yeah, it's pretty easy. And lastly, the most important, most vital, most effective way to get in touch with the BMFcast crew. Most feedback friendly. Yes, exactly. That will get you on practically guaranteed Garfield the Hotline. Garfield Hotline. It's easy. The phone number is 910-5-JOCKS with an X, BMF. 910-556-9263. Call us, leave a message, we'll put you on the BAMFcast. You know what? If you forget that number, not only is it on the website, but if you subscribe to iTunes, it's in the show information. Right up there at the very top. There you go. Email and phone. Right Plenty there. of ways to get, get a hold of us, get in touch with us. Um, if you know somebody at the Five Points Theater, give us a call. Um, if you Some also... Or if you, or if you know somebody at Netflix, give us a call too, because <laughs> we're... If you know somebody at Sony who can make 3D overnight TVs. me a, oh, uh, yeah, a bulb a for bulb. a TV. Or send us 3D TVs that are 80 yep. inches. Right. <laughs> we No smaller. We'll only no take smaller. it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I just want to pick a size that really practically doesn't exist. Right. Except in high-end situations. Oh, no. Oh, they're... Have you ever seen... A, I know they make like 120-inch ones, but I mean, you have to get them like specially flown in and shit. No, you can get one from H.H. Greg. They have monstrous TVs at H.H. Greg. Okay. I don't know why. All right. I've never been in there. For so. idiots. That's what that place is for, idiots. Cool. But, so we're not getting a sponsorship from HH Greg, so I guess we'll go ahead and sign off here. Sounds good. Sweet. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm The Beach. And this is Bamfcast out. And now-